12-sided stories is for mature audiences and often deals with topics that may be difficult for some listeners. Discretion is advised. Welcome to episode one of Unquiet Blood Hellfire. I am your GM or whatever other moniker that says I run the game, I control the horizontal and the vertical. I am Mac Beauvais. And before we get rolling too far in, I am going to let the cast introduce themselves and their characters. Let's start with Wes. Uh, Hello, I am Wes and I am playing Simon Vance, a Notesferatu who is a social media, I won't say guru, but he understands how to schedule tweets correctly. Yeah, so that's who I'm playing. Hey, I'm Michelle, and I am playing Blanca Santos, and she is a Tremere. She's the consultant, the general consultant, but especially when it comes to the magics. Hello, um, I am playing Bellatrix Poole. That is her full name, not the one she uses. Uh, You can call her... Uh, Latrix, Trix, uh, not Trixie, maybe E if she's feeling crazy. Um, and uh, she uh, she hails from the Bruhawk Land and is our club security point person. And she's <laughs> very approachable. No. Hello, I am Pooja and I am playing Rithika Chaudhry, better known as Malice, the headline performer at this club and also talent scout. She hails from the Ravnos clan, so that'll be interesting. You know, this nomadic lifestyle really works out for her, for more reasons than one. Before we start, please consider supporting the show through Patreon or on coffee.com spelled K-O-F-I. Now, on with the show. Awesome. As always, when I run a game, I like to have a little blurb to get everybody in the mood. So I'm going to go ahead and read that now, and then we'll get started. San Francisco night. Even at this late hour, the city hums with life, like the pulse of blood under supple skin. A thick fog is rolling in, greedily consuming all it touches. Yet a slash of red cuts through the mist, an electrified neon sign bearing one word, hellfire. So let's start off tonight with a rouse check, which is everybody's favorite, so you'll need a d10. Six or higher succeeds. A Under a six, you have a hungry. First roll of the game, barely scraping by. (laughs) (laughs) I got an eight. I'm sated. I have a nine. I'm pretty good. Where is the local food at? (laughs) I am very hungry. Unfortunately, I rolled a two. Oh, my. All right. So I think the best thing to do is to go around and see where everybody is starting their night. You have a little bit of time before you need to make your way to the club. So let's go ahead and start with Simon. Where are you waking up? 
and what are you doing with the first part of your evening before you know you have to head to work? I wake up and I call my contact from the local blood bank and I say, hey, I'm, I'm in a real bad space. I really need some uh, refreshment this afternoon. Can I come by and pick some up, please? It's going to cost you. I mean, per the huge, but uh, yeah, I, I can hook you up. Thank you. I'll be by very soon. And then I head out towards the blood bank to pick up some refreshment. Okay. And we'll go ahead and say for the, the sake of brevity that that all goes to plan. You've done this a bunch of times before, and so there's nothing to really get in your way. Right. Okay. Thank you. And I'm going to move on to Michelle. Where is Blanca tonight? She wakes up in her condo, which is in like a secured building. You know, not super high security, but secured enough, right? That she feels pretty safe. She wakes up and she looks in the mirror. She's a little vain. And she goes to her closet and she pulls out one of her many, many business suits because she wants to put on a corporate image. But her suits, even though they're modern cuts of stuff, they still have kind of an 80s flair to them. The shoulder pads are a little big and, you know, the colors might be a little pastel, you know, stuff like that. But she gets dressed, she combs her hair and she puts on her makeup and she gets ready to go to the club because there's work to do. Perfect. So we'll go ahead and leave her there for the second. Saint, tell me a little bit about what Trix is up to this evening. So yes, Trix, she is waking up full. She is a cleaver. And so her, let's say, livestock is her two roommates that think they're her best friends. She cares about them, but also she needs them for obvious reasons. But they do not know exactly what I do. They know that I'm a security, you know, consult not consultant, but they just don't know even that I run security at the club. They're just like, you do something with computers. Seems cool. You have money somehow. I kind of just uh, act normal around them. <laughs> they're, they're coming in after their work days and stuff. And you know, I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm just getting ready for work. See you later, guys. And she doesn't pay that much attention to her appearance, but she was turned at 19. So she's kind of lucky there. It's like, well, kind of always in vogue being young. But she, she <laughs> instead of vainly thinking that, she's like, I guess it's a fact. But she takes probably some nice self-defense, uh, cool, secured weapons like a keychain baton and maybe some knives you don't know about. And then she makes her way off to the club. Awesome. I love that. And Pooja, let's talk a little bit about what Malice is up to this evening. Well, Malice wakes up in a interior suite of a five-star hotel where she has spent this evening. And she gets dressed by her ghoul, Thomas Borbone, who also acts as her manager and sometime personal assistant. Sometime big, most of the time. <laughs> I mean, that's what a manager does, right? But as she is being prepared for her outing for tonight. She uh, gets an update on the like list of local talent who have so far applied to the Hellfire Club and starts going through who may or may not be worthy to share the same stage as she graces. Lovely. All of your phones start blowing up with text messages. And the first text message is a link to 
a incident in San Diego involving a Hellfire Club and that there have been some deaths reported and a bunch of other things. And the message has way too many emojis, way too many exclamation marks, and is coming from Josiah at the club. You all need to get there immediately to discuss tonight's agenda as well as what has occurred in San Diego. All right, head over. Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh, shit. Definitely. Like, maybe I will need the gun when I think better of it and I go. <laughs> so you reach the club. It's got the sign up. It's lit up. It's got a coming soon banner hanging underneath it. You all use the side door to enter and head into the very dim, very posh looking conference room. Sitting at the head of the table is Rafi, who you know is the general manager of Hellfire Club. They are more of a darker complexion with this beautiful curly hair and really piercing eyes. Also seated there is Annalise, who is the district manager. And she is a redhead and she's got these really beautiful blue eyes and is sort of just looks perpetually constipated. Sort of just this, there's just this consternation on her face all the time. And also seated there is Josiah, who is the senior manager. And he's dressed in his best suit, but very much Blanca is a little out of the times with it and has a little bit more of an 80s power suit going on as well. But it's sort of ill-fitting because he's got such a a strange frame. And Simon, as you go to take a seat, Josiah kind of at you. Oh, sorry, sir. Pass out the agendas. And then go get everybody something to drink. Of of course, sir. Of course. I'll I'll do that post-haste. Get to it. Yes, sir. And I scurry off to do that. So everybody is sitting just waiting for the agendas to be passed out. It's obviously been like a a hastily bullet-pointed thing with a big red label at the top noting San Diego incident. And once Simon returns with some mugs of blood for everybody, Rafi begins... I'm sure you all saw the text message. Unfortunately, our parent company, the Sokar Company, has informed us that this is in fact correct. Things have gone awry down at our San Diego location. Working on figuring out what we're going to do with this location, if it's going to be shuttered or changed to new management, it's unclear this incident just happened yesterday evening. So we're we're just getting the news now, but I want to assure you that everything is going to be fine. We're going to be able to move forward as planned with our location. And Josiah, will you get your boy on making sure that the social media is seen too? Oh, of, of course, sir. I've, uh, I'm already thinking about ways to spin it. And Rafi kind of sort of half acknowledges that you have directly talked to them, but kind of doesn't. Anyway, I uh, I don't want to spend too many cycles on this this evening and would like to dig into our current agenda unless anybody has any pressing questions. And it's sort of said with that look of, I'm not really interested in answering questions, so it better be really damn good if you were going to ask me something. Mm. Very much that t- type of manager. <laughs> Trix is like... Starts to maybe ask a question, but then is looking around and sees that everyone is uh, not looking encouraging. So she goes, mm-hmm. kind of sucks that question back in. 
So as you look down, you do have your agenda and the meeting goes into a few different things. And first thing I want to bring up this evening is some of the zoning clearances. There's been some confusion about the nature of the club and the sound. And so we're going to need to make sure that somebody goes down to the zoning office and just just take care of this, okay? It will be taken care of, of course. Just let me know what I can do. Yeah, so uh, Blanca, I'm going to need you on this. Oh. Totally, I'll take care of it. <laughs> uh, next on our agenda is the Thin Blood Supply for the club. As you all know, we do have several in Toper already awaiting the opening of the club, but we are looking for some additional donors for our vampire patrons who are looking for a more zesty snack when they show up at our location. Let's see, what else do we have on here? Uh, Malice, how is the additional talent booking going? We have obviously so many performers who have decided they want to be part of the premier Hellfire Club. However, we'll have to run another audition. Some of these people are vastly overestimating their appeal. I expect to have it done in the next few days. We'll bring them in, form a committee, as I have been told that there is some interest, possibly from Annalise, on who else might be performing at this club. And Annalise looks at you and goes, unfortunately, with the recent incident down in San Diego, my needs are shifting and I am going to be immediately going down to San Diego to assess the situation. So I am going to leave it in your hopefully very capable hands. I expect a report when I'm back. Of course, you know my eye is impeccable. Yes. And that's literally all she says and it goes back to her very constipated look. And lastly, the security breakdowns. tricks. we're gonna need to step up the security. I'd like you to work with Blanca on figuring out what the next steps are to ensure that we are not another San Diego incident. All right, well, I would love to get any details available on the San Diego incident. And as soon as I get those, I will eventually share them with Blanca and we can uh, move on from there. And she gives a little side eye. <laughs> and I, I look at her, I'm like, well, I'm guessing this is on a need to know basis. And according to Annalise right now, I need to know. Right. And you will know. And Annalise, after your request, looks more constipated than usual. Uh, I will see what details I can dig up for you while I'm there. But my understanding is uh, that we're going to have to completely restaff the location, and you can see her trying to spin it into some kind of jargon, but she's basically telling you that there were no survivors. Wait a minute. Um, just so we understand, there's a force in San Diego that was able to take out Isabeau, who is uh, ancient. It's an, a very old vampire, and we're going to be relying on tricks our security person to deal with that kind of threats. That's a bit worrisome for us, is it not? And Josiah kind of has this look of like, oh no, not only 
the person under me who's the, the underling, but also my off, you know, basically vampire offspring is doing an uh oh. Because Rafi <laughs> looks at you and just if if a vampire could have all the blood that they've eaten rushed to their face and have that like red faced look of at you would totally have that right now. We are handling the incident. We don't fully know all of the details at this time. And so it has been passed down from our top management that things are to continue as discussed this evening. Is that clear? Of course, of course. I just silently nod. (laughs) Well, go on. Go get to it. You have your agenda. Meeting adjourned. All right. And they they get up and uh, leave the room pretty hastily. Uh, Josiah stays back for a minute and is kind of idly shuffling stuff together because it's clear that he's still sort of low man on the totem pole despite being a senior manager. Okay. Josiah, did they tell anything else before we got here about what happened? Uh, Well, uh, I mean, we have it under control, like they said. Yep, everything is fine. It's going to be just fine. Okay, I know I'm lower technically on the totem pole than him, but I'm like... I want to force this. (laughs) You want to do a roll about it? Yeah. You know, and I'm wondering if I even have the right. Oh, I have. Remind me how this works. Skills versus attributes. Okay. So what happens is you're going to be rolling an attribute and a skill at the same time. So the number of dots is the number of dice you roll. And then I will give you a difficulty target. Um, Usually the base is um, six or higher succeeds, but if it's a more difficult role, then I'll let you know that it needs to be a higher number for your successes. Got it. Okay. I do have manipulation and persuasion for some reason. (laughs) Well, then let's do manipulation and persuasion. I'm going to say that your difficulty is the basic six right now. Okay. Yeah, it's like, I know I can squish this. I mean, I respect, (laughs) but I know he's a little squishy, you know? Hey. Mm Mm-hmm. You got to get the details. All right, so above six. Okay, definitely pass it. I got a seven. I got a eight. And I got the last one's a five. Okay, so you have two successes. Sweet. So what do you say to Josiah to push harder? Well, you know, I don't know about the responsibility of all of our incredibly important vampire lives resting upon just my shoulders. I'm not even looking at Blanca. I I don't know about how much teamwork that shows by putting it all on me without giving me all that information. I'm here for the company, for the team. And I know that if our team looks good, you look better. And he sort of puffs himself up a little bit. Well, you have to keep this all on the down low. But my understanding is that there was a rogue group of vampires who decided to take down the club. That's, I don't have a lot of details about it right now, but uh, some rabble routers seem to be causing some problems. Wow. And they took down an ancient. Yes, it's, uh, it's pretty wild, but uh, that's, that's my understanding right now. Okay. Thank you very much. We are such a solid team, and I appreciate you. Yes, and like I say, there's uh, uh, there's no I in team. I don't know why that's relevant right now. But anyway, yes, yes. Uh, so uh, make sure that your security covers vampire intrusions as well. Got it. I'm assuming they all heard that, though, because we weren't whispering. Yeah, no, I, I figured that it was the whole group was kind of hanging behind, and it, he, he's not being particularly quiet about it. 
cool. And I don't have to share, but uh, I'm very, Trixie's very pleased with herself. <laughs> After he says the whole I and team and whatever, I, I come up and I go, is there anything I can do for you to make your life easier, sir? Is there anything I can provide? Uh, well, uh, I mean, provide support for the team, as always. Of course. And uh, really stay on the socials. I'm really worried about some fallout from the San Diego incident. How do you want me to spin it, sir? Gas leak. Uh, <laughs> well, last minute management turnover? Of course. There was, uh, and it's, uh, and maybe something about local terrorists that are, you know, the, maybe blame it on a religious group? Because, you know, hellfire? True. There are probably a lot of religious uh, fanatics that we could pin it on. I'll start looking into the police reports and doing some spin on it. I'll tell you what I find, of course. There's no reason why we can't be well-informed as well as the top, you know. Yes, and that's why you are my number one guy. Thank you. The honor is breathtaking. Well, and someday, if you keep it up, you might be in the same situation as me and have this amount of power. Nothing would make me more proud, sir. I would be proud, too, and hopefully that means that by then I'll be, like, a vice president or something. The sky's the limit, sir. Yes. Uh, well, uh, carry on. Of course. And he sort of grabs his papers and pushes them into this sort of ratty briefcase that he's managed to get and shuffles out of the room very quickly, leaving you all alone. <sighs> Ooh. This is a predicament. Yeah, I have to say it's surprising. Not what I expected when, uh... I got up, but it's a little energizing as well. And uh, I guess we have some rogues to catch. That's not the objective. It's not to catch rogues. It's to protect our club. The rogues are in San Diego. Well, the rogues could be anywhere, uh, to be fair. But I'm just saying the ultimate prize would be rogues, obviously. We'll do the base job. That part's boring. Hmm. Mm-hmm. So what's the exciting part? Using other people as bait. Oh, malice. I raised my hand, high five. I don't know if she'd respond to that, though. <laughs> <laughs> no, she just looks at you like... I think we need more information before we start going off half-cocked. You understand that this vampire they killed was very, very old. Indeed, ancient. Meaning that none of us are going to be prepared to handle that kind of rogue, as you say. Yeah, not yet, but uh, a challenge is always exciting. Are you sure we... Oh, I'm sorry. I was just going to ask Trix if maybe we should... I know that their capabilities are great, but maybe somebody with a little bit more experience coming in to help with security might be advisable. Mm. Yes, the kind of experience that you have in smoothing things over with senior management. Correct. And not sticking your foot in your mouth in the middle of a, a meeting and uh, disparaging everyone's talents in front of them. Definitely, definitely could use someone like that. Yes, Malice, I know you don't understand the dance that is 
conversation as well as other people, but I can tell you that every single thing I say is on purpose. Oh, darling. Yes, and, and when you get staked by someone who, as you say, is in much, much more powerful than you, I'm sure that will be on purpose as well. Anyway, I'm off to my computer to spin this shit show. Let me know if any of you need anything. I uh, will be looking up the incident and getting you some information tricks if I can. Maybe that'll be helpful. Okay. Yeah, that was also what I was going to do as my job. Um, so you can just, you can tweet. Um, and uh, I don't, I feel as though with the, I think, three insults you've lobbed at me so far, maybe you shouldn't do anything with security for now. Um, in fact, Blanca, you are a consultant. Do you have experience? in this area of uh, rogue vampires. Well, I can't say I have experience in the area of rogue vampires, but I can say I have experience in the area of magical wards and doing some research, like actual research, not just a Google search, right? Um, actual research in order to find out information, find out how to protect ourselves against a threat such as this, because if they could get to an ancient vampire, they can get to anybody. Great. Well, then let's break. You do your charms. I'll work with uh, the doors and the windows and the cameras. If by charms you mean hardcore research to make sure we're all protected, yes. Indeed. Sure. Put that in there. That's included. Uh, anyway, I just slam my chair back, crack my knuckles. I'm heading to the control room. <laughs> Just whistle on out of there. Y'all are surly motherfuckers, and I love it very, <laughs> very much right now. This is exactly what I was hoping for. <laughs> you want a conflict? Here we go. You, you said tone, so... No, no, this is, this is exactly what I wanted. I wanted a a surly vampire game, and I'm excited <laughs> right now. Yes. Well, it's going to make the end game much sweeter, too. <laughs> So everybody's going to split up and go their their separate ways this evening? Mm -hmm. Yes. All right. Well, let's go ahead and go around and see what everybody is up to to try and unravel and uh, fulfill the agenda of the evening. I'm going to start with Malice. Malice, what have you d taken away from this meeting that you are putting next steps in for? Well... I do have now free reign over the auditions for the upcoming talent. So why not kill two birds with one stone? And whoever doesn't make the cut at the audition can be added to the blood supply. So I would like a, I will pick like the, say, top 10 candidates. But the criteria are now like, say, three who would be performers and seven who I would either like to get out of my way or, um, you know, no one would miss. All right. Well, do you call them in tonight to the club to uh, come and audition? I think tomorrow night, because once we figure out what's going on with San Diego and whether or not we are, if these rogue vampires are hitting all the Hellfire clubs or if they just had a grudge against Isabeau, who, being the ancient that she is, has had literal millennia to accumulate enemies... Um, it's not the worst thing in the world to have, you know, a nice little corral of bait <laughs> or, you know, vampire shields, if you will. Totally fair. All right. So you're going to spend uh, some of the evening then re doing reach out to people. 
which I don't think really requires a role at this point. So I'm going to say that that's what you're working on and go around the table and see what everybody else is doing. Trix, what what are you doing in the wake of this meeting? All right. Uh, well, I'm going to bring a spare cup of blood to the old desk. Uh, and uh, I'm going to assume that I have a specific security office in the club. Uh, yeah. And uh, in there, there's kind of like the typical, I actually was about to bring up a picture, but you know, you got the like, you know, monitors of the camera feeds. This club, since we've got the juice of millennia old creatures we've got pretty good cameras so this is like the type where it's like oh it's got audio not great audio but decent picture and you can zoom like that level and enhance yes only in real time (laughs) we're not no csi their setup is then like basic desk files of like people who've been kicked out or you know murdered that you know but we had to murder them you know just like keeping records of any of our uh incidents in the past or if we had any people who are not going to be allowed in let's say they've just they're not up to their dues or whatever so yeah typical that kind of information there and then of course my computer mastermind terminal that is going to have all my weird software and stuff on there that allows me to maybe pick up cell phone signals in the club see if anybody's talking to somebody weird or uh you know check uh (laughs) <laughs> I don't want to get too NSA because I literally was an NSA character. So there's a little crossover here. Do you have a, a second in command who's been manning the security office when you're not there? I think that makes a lot of sense if I'm allowed to have one. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Who's the second in command? You get to help create an NPC right now. Yay. Uh, second in command. Let's say it's a let's say a younger vampire than me. Uh, their name is... Stuart and they I guess it's a a guy named Stuart and let's say he's also a bruja he's part of the clan that kind of took me in after my embrace that then severed my thing so you know he might be someone who came in and I was like hey let's let's wreak some havoc together before we get organized and then uh, I was like you're a trustworthy fellow. Stick around, hang out, and I can get you a job. And now he does uh, part bouncer work. I mean, I think we would have actual like people who are on the floor, but he's a tough guy. And he also is someone who I go like, hey, I'm going to need you to uh, code blue and the butterfly and uh, get that steak sandwich or whatever the hell that means. And he's like, I got it. I know exactly what that means. <laughs> Sorry. I'm just like, what are code words? <laughs> So uh, when you come to the office, Stuart's there and he's keeping an eye on on everything and doesn't even look up when you walk in. Just, hey, boss. What's up? Anything weird? Nothing. The club's not open. I'm watching empty security cams as always. Well, we have a nice little update. I'm assuming he also got the text, but just wasn't in the meeting. Nope. The, The underlings have not been included yet. Ooh, okay. Well, here we go. My trust is shown right now. Uh, I'm going to let him know basics of what's going on. I won't say that Isabeau was killed. I'll let that kind of come out when everybody finds out about that. But it'll be like something crazy happened and uh, it's going to affect us. I'm going to need you to keep hyper alert on um, any people. And by people, I mean our people, (laughs) vampires, that seem unfamiliar we are gonna have to start really being extremely careful and i'll let you know more info as i get it so double down on watching the empty security cameras is what you're telling me uh maybe just focus on the outside ones for now and then when when we open there's that yeah yeah no i i got you i'm sorry it's just it's uh 
Yeah, it's early. Yeah, this is not how I anticipated spending my um, my eternity, if you know what I mean. Well, you know, things are about to pick up, and I'll say that. I give him a little wink, uh, and I'm going to step outside of the office, probably to, I don't know, warm up my blood. Perfect. Blanca, what are you doing in the wake of, of this meeting? I am doing some research into wards and... I mean, we want, of course, vampires in the club because that's what the club is for. But we want to, I guess, wards of vampires with ill intent towards like trying to, I don't know, something like that. I guess all vampires have a little ill intent. (laughs) Are you going through like, uh, do you have texts or like books? Yeah. Okay. Seems like a good time to do a roll about it. Let's see if we can get you some wards here. Let's do intelligence and occult. Since these are pretty advanced, difficulty is going to be not that bad. Let's do sevens. I'm not going to make the first session like everything's the hardest it will ever be. I have a nine and a ten. Oh, oh, okay. So you start digging through your books and you come across a particularly interesting ward. And it is the warding of loose lips. And this ward in particular makes people who walk through it, that don't know it's there and walk through it, have to speak truthfully. You aren't really finding anything that's like exactly like, oh, this is the anti-bad guy shield. Because that, (laughs) right. You know, like there's too many nuances there for that. But you do find this one, like I said, this loose lips one. Yeah, because that's something that if we put it in the right place, if we suspect someone, we can have them walk through it. Because we don't want everyone to walk through it at the door, because then at a nightclub, that would be (laughs) disastrous. You know that you're going to have humans and vampires mingling and that this is... And I I think I've mentioned it before, but just as an aside, again, for everybody, this club really is... You all know that the intent is to have mortals and vampires come in. This is sort of the... Club from Blade, sort of, without the, but a little less underground and less blood sprinklers. But basically, sort of a good hunting ground and something to help fill the void that um, was left in the wake of the the Camarilla being mostly disbanded. All right, so I want to tell Bellatrix about it and also about an idea I have for security. Okay, um, let's do that in a second. I'm gonna I'm gonna bop over to Simon real quick and give him a chance to to do a thing for his agenda keeping, should he want to. So, basically I was just supposed to go on and do some spin about the incident or the fact that the club isn't opening on time, but we're going to open on time kind of thing. Yeah, you're still going to be opening on time and, you know, kind of not calling out the San Diego thing because, you know, it's just happened. So there really isn't a lot of chatter about it yet, but making just assuring people about like how fun this new hip club is going to be. And you're just like, you got to be there on opening night or else you're not cool. So I, yeah, I make a post that basically talks about the star talent. Another just quick question is malice and tricks and Blanca are they all on social media? Are they th- are they people I can like go? Our wonderful, you know, 
talent coordinator Malice has come up with these amazing groups that will be appearing at the club, or is that something that I wouldn't necessarily like? I wouldn't be able to do because Malice has a very. I guess I'm asking you, Pooja. I does your character is your character online, and can I pop, pump you up as like, hey, this great person is doing these great things, or not? Yes, uh, you. But my online social media presence is 100% geared to my performances uh, and my, you know, talent and and stardom. So if you did attempt to tag me as like a talent manager, I would block you. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, I and honestly, I wouldn't do that. What I would do is I would probably put it in the vein of the amazing, incredible you know, performer malice is overseeing and handpicking the talent that will be opening for her on a regular basis at Hellfire. People on their way up who she feels could maybe one day be on the stage before her performance, that kind of thing. Yes, that is that is very much in a vein of, of something that she would be okay with. That's what I would that's what I would shoot for is that. I mean I say she, but like Tomas deals with all of her Yeah. Uh actual social media. So <laughs> can't be bothered. <laughs> well, of course. I mean you if you're if you're a bona fide like star, you're not gonna dirty your hands with Twitter. <laughs> No, I saved that for TikTok. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so um, was there anything else you wanted to, to do while you were before? Yeah, I, so I have a, I have a just, a, I guess, a rules question to see if this would be a make a roll about it. I do have two in contacts and I have a lot in politics. Is it I was hoping that maybe I, I do have a contact in San Diego that I could reach out to and maybe fish for some more pointed details about what's going on down there. I'm going to say that you do. It's the person handling the social media for Hellfire Club underscore SD. Okay. I have a name if you'd like it. Sure. Conrad. Conrad? Yeah. I knew a Conrad once. Did not like him. <laughs> and this is totally up to you, but I, I kind of imagine that all of our social people are notes for Atu. I, I don't know why that just seems funny to me, but I like that. Yeah, <laughs> no, I like that. that it's, it's probably the notes for that are from season two of Unquiet Blood that were down in the sewers that all wanted to have like a place and Isabeau sort of recruited into the ranks. And social media is something that you can do without actually being on, you know, in front of people. So that's good for us because we're not the best looking. We're not. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, no, that that totally works. OK, you can hit up Conrad if you want to. Sure. Yeah, I just call down. OK, cool. Conrad, friend, I've heard bad news. Are you OK? Yeah, fortunately, I don't have to be at the club in person because. You know, well, it's, it's us, you know? Yeah, I, no, we're not really. Anyway, what happened? I mean, I got that Isabeau was killed, uh, which is astonishing. But yeah, the yeah. W w do you have any more details that you can give us? It sounded like, I don't know. It's just, they kind of came out of nowhere. We were 
getting the club ready to open, and then, bam, these these vampires showed up, and they just they decimated everyone. And we don't know exactly why what, or what was happening, and if it's if it was a grudge or if it was the club. Conrad, friend, can you do me a favor? If I was able to possibly get something for you that you need, uh, money or information or, or any any type of, of trade that I can do, would you do me a favor? And without putting yourself in danger, of course, poke around a little bit down there, talk with a few people, and maybe find out I think uh, they used to say the skinny of it all for me, if possible. I suppose I could be coerced into doing something like that, if you maybe get me a new suit from your tailor. I can do that very easily. I'll send it down to you uh, right away. And again, Conrad, be careful. We all, you know, we need to stick together in times like this. I'll do my best, but... You know, now that there's a management void, I mean, don't expect me to be doing this position for much longer. No, of course not. Move up if you can, but just don't tangle with anybody that's going to stake you. Well, duh. Yes. Well, it, obviously it's not duh. They they had it happen to them. It's horrifying. Yes, well, that happens with management. You know, they get these big egos, these big heads about them, and just, you know, and then bam, they're gone. Anyway... Have a good evening, and I will speak to you soon, and expect a suit on its way as soon as possible. I'll keep you posted, and uh, have a good night. Good night. <laughs> Amazing. I love the Nosferatu now. <laughs> <laughs> I know Blanca wanted to, to go and talk to Trix real quick, so let's go ahead and, and get that all rocking and rolling. Okay, I come in like with my iPad and my stylus, not even looking at her. I'm all... Um, Trixie, I had a couple of things to tell you. Oh, uh, hi, Blanca. This is Stuart. Stuart's my right-hand man or left hand. I'm ambidextrous, of course. I kind of like acknowledge him with my hand, but I don't look up from my iPad. I say, well, a couple of things. First, I did find a ward that could be very useful for us where, you know, someone, anyone who passes through the ward is forced to tell the truth. So we could set up a little area if we're suspecting people. The second thing, I had an idea. With the camera surveillance, we could set up some sort of infrared. And the reason I'm saying infrared is, um, I'm not sure how familiar you are with the concept of negative space. May I remind you, this is my office, uh, and the door's behind you. So we can talk civil, or uh, you can just not talk at all. I'm just trying to be helpful. Anyway... Well, I know infrared is set up to detect heat, but if someone is coming in invisible, we could track the movement of cold. We do have some old infrared sensors. I've been tinkering with them at my place, but uh, they work. I am intrigued by this ward as well. I look at her iPad and I'm like, can you send, uh, send some info or any files you got? And I'll take a look at that as see if we can maybe incorporate that into something useful in the club. Sure thing. Just uh, make sure to CC me on any um, information that comes in. I just look at Stuart. Stuart just looks at you and just kind of shrugs like, whatever, I'm not getting involved in this. <laughs> ah, shake my head a bit. Sure. Of course. We're working together. I have sure like a, a sneer on my face. <laughs> 
I say, we sure are. And I walk out the door. I go, thank you, Trixie. I slam the door behind her. <laughs> yeah, I caught that belatedly the first time you did it. <laughs> I know we can't catfight in this, but I've been watching a lot of Drag Race. Saucy. I'm going to hold it in. I'm not a drag queen this time. This time. Amazing. I have a uh, girl you better <laughs> like I do not even talk like that <laughs> sorry I'm sorry Mac so has everybody kind of completed what they want to do for this evening or has anybody got any additional plans to tackle agenda items I feel like there's something really obvious I should be doing literally someone can tell me but right now I, I'm thinking I'm done for now for now yeah I figure then the rest of you go through your evenings and, you know, doing the task work, you know, you've got Malice setting up all of the appointments for the next evening. And I'm sure Blanc is doing some more research. Everybody's taking care of their, their bits and bobs. And as you all retreat to your various places of rest for the evening, shortly before the dawn, an alert pops up on Simon's Twitter account. Crip Club is now following you. And that's where we're going to end it for this first episode. <laughs> Maybe an opportunity for a better job. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you, everybody, for joining us for uh, episode one of Unquiet Blood Hellfire. I have been and will continue to be the uh, GM, Mac Beauvais. You can find me online as at Strange Like That, the Twitter, the Instagram, the Facebooks, and my website. And I'm going to let everybody else tell you where they can be found. Let's start with Michelle. Hey, you can find me on Twitter at Michulu. That's M-I-C-H-U-L-H-U. You can also find my music and Wes's amazing sound effects if you subscribe to the Plate Mail Games catalog through BattleBards. Hello, I'm Saint or Saint Spider. And uh, if you want to contact me, talk to me, you can find me on Twitter. Uh, that's at Saint Spider TV, uh, spelled S-A-I-N-T-S-P-I-D-E-R-T-V. Thanks. Hi, I am Pooja. You can find me on Twitter at L.A. Daisy Girl. That's L-A-D-E-S-I Girl. I'm pretty much everywhere else. It's Forgotten Saves. If you want to hear me play other DDRPGs, I am on Happy Jacks RPG. Uh, so you can find us on Twitch or on your podcast feeds. Hi, I am Wes Otis. You can find me at Plate Mail Games. You can find the show at 12 Sided Stories. That's the number 12. Then Sided Stories on Twitter and Instagram. You can also find us on our website, which is 12 Sided stories all spelled out.com also check us out on discord we have a discord it's growing we have a lot of people in there and everybody's really cool and we talk about games we talk about the shows that will be coming up and what's going on and it's a great way to let us know uh what you like and what you'd like to hear next and all that good stuff finally we are also now on twitch we are usually on tuesdays but uh check us out if you look at the feed on our twitter you will see what's going on or you can also, like I said, join us on Discord and you'll get updates there as well. And finally, if you'd like to help out the show, you can become a Patreon or a coffee member, or you can uh, give us a shout out or give us a review on your favorite platform. We always appreciate that. Thank you so much, Mac, for running. And thanks, everybody, for listening. We will see you next week for more Unquiet Blood Hellfire. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.